Have you ever wondered what it's like to work in law enforcement? From deputies on patrol, what it's like to work in corrections, dig into some cold case investigations and reveal the multitude of untold stories of how our officers give back to the community. All stories from your neighbors, the hardworking men and women who serve the citizens of York County. I can back 144 This is YCSO Behind the Badge, the official podcast of the York County Sheriff's Office. Welcome to Behind the Badge, the official podcast of the York County Sheriff's Office. I'm Trent Ferris, Public Information Officer for the York County Sheriff's Office and also your host. And before we move on, please go check us out on our social media pages. That's Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, and we're also on Nextdoor. And so if you don't know if you're on Nextdoor, go see if your neighborhood is on Nextdoor. Is by going on that app putting in your address, and seeing if your neighborhood is on next door. Also, sign up for Notify Me Alerts straight to your phone and email at yorkcountysheriff.com. It's a lot we ask you to do, and we do it every week, and it's a reason. It's so we can effectively get all the right information to the right people, that's you, the citizens of York County, at exactly the right time, so you can make informed decisions. So, on this edition of Behind the Badge, we're diving into a topic that I'm very familiar with, and it's because it's my job, public information. And I wasn't going to do this up until a couple of weeks ago, and I wasn't going to do it until we talked about everybody else at the sheriff's office. I wasn't going to do it until everybody had, because that's what the podcast is about. It's behind the badge, behind the scenes, talking to the people who work here that live right next door to you, probably. And so I want to make sure we had all the people that were you know, we, we have here before I even talked about what I do, but, um, we've had a lot of national attention here in York County. Recently, we have been spotlighted, I suppose is the best way to say it because of all the different things that have happened since say the beginning of April. Um, and so as a whole, I mean, if you remember beginning of April, we had the tragic shooting up on Marshall road, uh, where then, uh, you know, the Leslie family and all that we had. It was just tragic. We won't d- dig any deeper into it, but uh, it was just bad. Um, then shortly after that, we had a, a shooting at a hotel off of Carowinds Boulevard in which everybody on social media was calling an active shooter situation, which was not. It was just one person and that was shot and killed at this hotel. And then we had the I-77 bridge. <laughs> we had the I-77 bridge closure and rebuilding and all that stuff which caused the traffic headache and so on and so forth and that was just a pain in the butt so that was part of the job of public information and then after that we had an officer involved shooting here at the sheriff's office so it was one thing after another and after another and after another and then guess what we had a seven day manhunt nearby in our sister county Chester County which for one day kind of sort of rolled up into York County Sort of, it ended up being not the guy that they were looking for in Chester County, but it ended up being you know a, a deal here in York County where we had a manhunt for a good portion of the afternoon and evening, and so all this happened within two months, and that was the role of the public information officer. So we, uh, I figured we need to talk about it. We need to talk about PIO and news media and everything else just to get everybody informed. To know what we're talking about when we're talking about things here at the sheriff's office. So, I have brought in two people 
to help me talk about this subject because it's really hard to talk about something that about yourself. <laughs> so what I've done, I've invited Trish Startup, who is the public information officer for the York County government. She is my, my pal, my cohort, and we, we work closely together. And whenever something happened, when we had the Marshall Road shooting and all that information, all that was going on, Trisha, I said, Trisha, I need your help, Trish. I need your help. I think I'm going to lose my mind, Trish. And guess what? Trish showed up. Yay. And so there you go. <laughs> and, and then there you go. There, there my, my, my microphone's better. I had to remember. So before the, this is what are you calling it? Breaking the fifth wall, Lucas? Right. <laughs> <laughs> the fourth wall? Yeah. I told everybody, hey, when you're talking to the microphone, there's a little word on here that says back. Don't speak into the back because it sounds bad. And now I'm looking at it. I'm like, man, why does my microphone sound funny? <laughs> And it's because I was speaking into the back because I, <laughs> I talked to you guys beforehand. So there you go. Anyhow, so first of all, and then second, with Trish, I have Mr. Lucas McFadden, anchor producer of CN2 News in Rock Hill and also co-anchor or co-host mm-hmm. of Palmetto Mornings on WRHI in the morning. And he's a good pal of mine because we've been, we've been buddies forever. And I knew, I was like, I could get Lucas in here to talk about <laughs> everything. And you just, you know, take over and I say, hey, Tr- hey, Trish, Lucas, do this podcast for me and I could do it. So anyway, so first on every behind the badge, even though you don't work in law enforcement, we always ask folks, tell us a little bit about yourself. And so Trish, we are going to start first. with you. Yeah, make sure it doesn't say back. You're good. I'm, I think I'm good. You're good. Yeah, you're good. You're good. I followed your directions. Yeah, I know, I know. I didn't follow my own directions. <laughs> so, yes, hi, I'm Trish Startup. I am the public information officer for York County government. I have been the PIO for five years. Really? It's been five years? Yeah. It seems we've like been longer working than that. Together. Um, and like Trent said, we have a, a huge partnership and we work together a lot. I think we talk almost daily. Yeah, if not twice right, yeah. or three times. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I my family and I moved here from Chattanooga, Tennessee, where oh. I worked for another government for communications. So I've always been in local government. Mm-hmm. And before that, I lived in Asheville, North Carolina, and worked for the city of Asheville. Oh. So local government and communications is pretty much all I've done. Um, I do special projects. I've done that for um, when I was in Chattanooga, and I do some special projects here for the county as well. So. Um, like the website. Uh, the website mm, is we yes. well we've we've been through one. We just we did our new websites and now we've redeveloped York County our York Gov. County Gov, York County Sheriffs and the York County Penny site. So Penny for Progress, yeah. The and Pennies so, for Progress. So we have three websites that we constantly monitor and right. so keep when up I, to date. I run just for folks know, I run mm-hmm. our website here. But when something goes bad with our website here, first person i call is trish i've become the website guru so yes <laughs> trish i need help with this it's it's not working right fix it okay i'll call Absolutely. i'll do whatever it is like I say, it, it usually works so let's slide that on over here on over. lucas okay. mcfadden yeah he is tell us a little bit about yourself and i know everything just i know your it's life all right. is open, well, i'm lucas mcfadden i am a cancer i like long walks on the beach and <laughs> Any romantic movie starring Reese Witherspoon? Not those kind of questions you want to know. No, no, no. Okay, all right. (laughs) You're the you're a newsman. Tell tell us about your news background. So, 20 years this year, this summer. So, graduated college in 2001. Started interning at CN2 when I was home 
from college in the summer, mm-hmm. laying the groundwork because I knew it was going to be a very competitive industry, and it was. So did two internships at CN2. I did an internship where I went to college at the College of Charleston in Charleston, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. At uh, happened to be Channel 2 down there. It's just the NBC affiliate. Worked a complete year down there. Loved it. And then came back here and that had an opening, and I said, that's for me. So I've worked at CN2. A total now of 16 years, mm. over two tours of duty, took a four-year vacation and worked worked for the NBC affiliate in Columbia, South Carolina, WIS, which mm-hmm. is many refer to as a flagship station, oh, yeah. TV station in the state of South Carolina. In fact, WIS has three call letters, and that you can tell is like a flagship because yeah. most of stations have four call letters, but WIS, and it stands for Wonderful iodine state because south carolina is a heavy producer of iodine and, so there you the, go. Yeah, yeah yeah i remember growing up uh, that's what when mm-hmm. i went to go visit my grandparents who lived in columbia that's all that's the only news we watched so i worked with folks to trent's point that i watched when i was in middle school mm. and then mistake on my first date in columbia when i met all the anchors said oh thanks so much for welcoming me and i'm so excited to be here i watched you when i was in middle school after the second time i've told that another anchor pulled me over who was fairly new said you probably don't want to lead with that and i was like oh why and they're like well it can date them a little bit and i was like oh i don't mean that to me it's just a big deal that i'm working there so anyway so i came back after four years to cn2 in 2008 and have been here ever since awesome and, and that then and, and that's then the radio and then oh, I yeah, got the radio right. four years ago this month. Four yeah, years four ago? years four years ago in May. At WRHI. WRHI. Good partners with WRHI. Oh, yeah. Because we, we do the one on Wednesday mm-hmm. for Crime Stoppers, and we do that. And, and I mean, anything, you know, WRHI always it's, – it's, they're always a help. I mean, always. If I need to get something out, you, yeah. CN2, WRHI, usually my go-to people. Well, we're so. owned – CN2 is owned by Caporium. Oh, yep. Okay. And then WRHI is locally owned, but we have a – very good partnership with uh, the owners of both companies, and they both put local first, community mm-hmm. first, and so that makes it really easy. They have the we have the same kind of yeah um, you know just standards that we follow, so it makes it really easy. But yeah, I've really enjoyed that. I've done live television, mm-hmm. and I really like live television, and so this gives me a chance to do the live portion of oh, my boy. job. Oh wow! So yeah. well, good, good. Well, it's good because I. We we've known each other yes since CN two because the first tour of duty yeah and and <laughs> you you brought it to my attention yeah. that if it, if you were started your TV and mm-hmm. news career in two thousand one that's when I did yeah. I mean I went to Winthrop college really doesn't count I guess because you don't but yeah. your first your first internship is probably when yeah. you start working in the industry yes and my first internship in the news media or media industry was at uh, W. LNK, they're not the link anymore. 1079, yeah. Matt and Ramona. I was an intern right, with right. Matt and Ramona. Gosh. That was my first internship in 2001. Wow. And, and then so, you came to CN2. Yep. And, well, well a roundabout way. Yeah, well, it's funny. I, a little bit about myself. I've been in for 20 years. <laughs> and in a roundabout way, I got to CN2 because I'd worked at – I interned at Matt, with Matt and Ramona. Uh, and they, I was at, at the time, Jefferson Pilot, which owned mm-hmm. – WBTV, WBT, WLNK, all those stations. And I'm a soon to be we I just gotten married. I got married in two thousand one and I'm looking for a job. I gotta have something. Gotta bring home some kind of money. And so they had a part time job down the hall at WBTV running studio cameras. It's part time. Just run studio cameras and I worked there for six months and they decided to get robots. 
oh. to run those cameras. So they didn't need a person to run the cameras anymore. So guess what I did? I went right back down the hall to WBT radio and talked to the, uh, uh, assist, not the assistant news director, but the assistant program manager and, um, uh, Wes, Carl, Carl East, Carl East. And he I said, Hey man, you got anything part time? Need a job. I really could use something. It's like, yeah, weekend board operator. So I worked at WB, WBT as a weekend board operator and filling guy. And then I was like, well, I'm, I'm now married here. I need to get another job. I need a full two part-time jobs. Don't wait to get a full-time job. <laughs> and so I need a full-time job. And so I went to work and sell advertising at 95.1, KISS 95.1. Oh. And that was for six months because you know why? I couldn't sell water to a thirsty man in the desert oh. it was awful it was a terrible job but i learned a lot about how news media money works that way and thankfully after six months a guy I knew i went to school with robert wilder said hey trent there's a job at cn2 open that's for sports reporting slash photography i was like i'll take it i don't care what it is i'll take it i'll take it take it and that's how lucas and i met that's it because we All worked right. at cn2 so in a roundabout way and then all that stuff, I you know, I went back and I started after a year at CN2. I took a job up in Charlotte at a name. To, uh, back, I'm back in Jefferson Pilot. It's still Jefferson Pilot. I was, worked at WBTV as the overnight reporter slash photographer, but it's more like photographer. I didn't have to wear a tie and everything, but I did some reporting from time to time. And then I worked there for seven years, mm. seven years, and then. I will tell most folks, I just did not agree with the way things were going there anymore. And I told my wife one day, I said, um, I mean, there's some personal things where they weren't very family friendly towards me and the things I need to do with my family. I hope to put it out there. And I went home one day and I told my wife, I said, I'm not going to actively look for a job. But if something were to fall in my lap, this was in February after the daddy daughter dance. I, I They wouldn't let me go take my daughter out to eat before the daddy daughter dance yeah. oh. and i got a little upset well i asked to be off an hour early and asked not to be put in the six o'clock show so i could do that and guess what they did that night they put me in the six o'clock show mm-hmm. and so i didn't get to take olivia out for daddy daughter dance mm-hmm. dinner before the daddy daughter dance i still got to go to the daddy daughter dance but i couldn't take her out on the prom night right right and i told Jeannie, i said i'm not going to actively look for a job but if something were going to fall on my lap i'm going to take it come march i get a phone call from Bruce Bryant and an email from Robbie Hudgens, the major here. He said, and both of them were like, Trent, what do you think about coming to be my PIO? Mm. I said, let me think about it. Yes, I'll do that. <laughs> I mean, and, and then there it was. So I took the job here and I've been here ever since nine years this Gosh. month. Nine years I've been uh, the PIO for the York County Sheriff's Office. And I've loved every minute uh, of it. And then people always say, oh, wow, why, why'd you leave TV? Why'd you leave that? It seems so exciting. I was like, well, <laughs> it just wasn't what I was supposed to do. And I tell her, this is what I was supposed to do. Mm. And so, and I've loved every minute of it. So there you go. There's a long, drawn out entrance, entrance uh, or, or uh, of everybody. So, but so well, it's good go. to hear how people get from point A to point B because people, young people are probably curious, like 
they feel like they graduate college and will be the host of Good Morning America the next day. Yeah. <laughs> and that does not happen. You have to pay your dues. Yep. And as you said, work every schedule in the book, every Weekends, holiday. nights, overnights. Yeah. Work Christmas Day. My wife came with me because I had to work Christmas Day in Columbia. What was supposed to be a in and out story took about eight and a half hours to shoot. Mm-hmm. Christmas Day. Ended up celebrating kind of alone in my apartment in Columbia. And I tell that to kids, especially at Winthrop, when I speak to them. I said, if you think that's glamorous, then you full speed ahead. But I will tell you, I don't care how old you are, celebrating Christmas by yourself alone. Christmas is not fun. And you have to be back at work the next day at like 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. you You just learn very much. It's a very unglamorous, glamorous job. Like there are parts to it that are fantastic and glamorous. But... For the long haul, it is very unglamorous. You have to you have to give up and sacrifice a lot. So yep. So there you go. We all have our media yes. stories. So, and so Lucas, that's why I brought you both in here, Lucas and, and Trish, because we have the PIO versus the media, or people think it's that. And <laughs> and you, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, Lucas and I are friends, and we we could probably make yeah. each other mad right now. But then next day we'll be fine with each other. <laughs> but it's funny. Uh, I say the media, and it's, I'm sitting here during the day, and I'm watching Fox News on the TV. It's behind you, Trish, and the, the, these people who are anchors on Fox News are calling the media the media. They're like the media is not go- talking about this. I'm thinking, you guys are the media. <laughs> How are you going to call somebody else the media when you are the media? I've heard the same thing and same reaction. And so, I mean, it's just frustrating. Yeah. And so, it, it seems like though it's us versus them, which is really not right. I mean, we have you know, we have the news. News does what they do. We have our. You have your target audiences, and then the PIOs. We have or our government organizations have our target audiences. And so for us, it's the entire county, right? Trish, I mean, you, you talk about how, who, who your target audience is, and that's how what you got to get information out to. Exactly. Like our target audience are the residents of York County, mm-hmm. the taxpayers of this great community. And we are trying to reach them and get our services, news, projects, initiatives, et cetera, out to them so they know what's going on. Right. And that's what I do. I mean, exactly. especially when you have stuff going on in the county, like it's a big deal as the Marshall Road shooting, that kind of thing. People want to know what's going on, and that's our job to tell people. Absolutely. But also, Lucas, yeah. it is also your job to tell people. Well, you guys supply us the information, and then we give it out to more people. We cast maybe a larger net. Yes. Maybe yeah. sometimes people just don't see if it comes. You know, it's like if, it's like everything else. If your parents tell you to do something, you don't do it. But if your aunt or uncle tell you to do something, your grandparents, you do it. And your parents are scratching their head saying, well, why? I said the same thing. So right. it's, it's just casting a wider net and maybe saying it in a different way that grabs the attention. But I compare our relationship with what you all do, PIOs, to what we do in television and in radio and newspaper, the media. It's like a brother-sister relationship, like a sibling relationship. Mm-hmm. We love each other. We like each other. We get on each other's nerves a little bit. But at the end of the day, we really do need each other. Mm-hmm. Having a public information officer has greatly helped us in the media get information faster. Because I remember, for example, when the government of York County and the Sheriff's Office for York County did not have PIOs. Mm -mm. And we had to call the lieutenants out in the field for updates. Mm. Now, do you think that phone call to then Captain (laughs) Glenn Williams, who I think the world of, as pleasant of a man as he was in the middle of an investigation. It's going to stop and drop everything. Yeah, I really, I heard some words come out of various investigators' mouths that I was like, okay, 
I get it. Now you're in the middle of your investigation. The last thing you want to do is pick up the phone or answer the phone for the 18th time to answer the yeah. same question. So having a PIO helps us like meet you all halfway that right. then you all can bother and annoy those folks. Now we'll do it, continue to oh, do yeah. it, but it helps just with the information get the information faster and help to coordinate interviews where sometimes people might be apprehensive. You all hopefully can say, I know you don't like to be on the television mm -hmm. or the radio, but what you have to say is important mm -hmm. and you need to get it out there. And you know, it, it we need to get it out there. So it's, it, so it's helpful in that, in that sense. So the next thing is why not, we have a citizens Academy at the York County Sheriff's office. And then every week, somebody at the citizens Academy gets to talk to the people who are in the, like, talking about stuff county has a citizens academy in which you get to talk about stuff like there's a pio section and then right. there's a citizen academy for the county which you stormwater i guess gets a, a time to yeah, talk every about department it. gets a, a yeah a class Everybody. basically and you know it's inviting i always look at it it's inviting residents into your home yeah they get to come into the home of public works and see how does recycling how does that operate how do mm -hmm. you all do recycling you know, talk about animal control, talk about all the different road maintenance, water and sewer. So I always think we're inviting residents to come into our home mm -hmm. and let us just give you a tour. Let us yep. tell you what we do all day long. And hopefully cross your fingers, we'll be able to get to do those again. You know, because I know ours was usually in January. But because of COVID, like everything for the last past year is, has been ruined. But when I do my portion of the Citizens Academy, I always have my little PowerPoint up there and I always ask everybody, I said, all right, what's the first thing when you think of when you think of the media? And usually nine times out of 10, there's one person that goes fake news, mm. the fake news. And I go, whoa, hold on. that You have a point. But let me argue this with you. Yeah. Is it usually... Is it more fake news or is it fast news? And Lucas, you and I have talked about yes, this before. And multiple then, times. And, and, it, it's, you, and for yeah. the Sheriff Tolson likes to use this word, the thirst for first. Everybody's, mm -hmm. you know, in the news, there's a, there, everybody has a need to be first and whoever gets the first information out. So I always tell them, say, was it short? Is it fake or fast? Mm -hmm. Because you usually have so much, you only have a certain amount of time to get news out there. And then if it's so fast to be first, is it wrong? And you all, you have a pretty good saying about the fastness of the news industry. Yes. Our motto is we would rather be five seconds late. Mm -hmm. Late meaning we might not be the, the right first. then. Yes. We'd rather get it five seconds late and get it right than five seconds early and get it wrong. Because the minute you get it wrong, whatever you push out there first is what the first mm -hmm. thing that will stick to the wall. Yeah. You know, even if it's like a, a just a slip of the finger when sending out a Facebook post mm -hmm. or a tweet, you know, oh, I didn't mean that. Oh, no, yeah. it's already out there. And you, if you've got to be quick on the draw to be able to do that. But when we look at media, too, I guess we need to look at a couple of things. What we do locally mm -hmm. is much different than the national media. Yes. So you have the national media that controls the entire or even regional region. So it's national, then regional and then local. So mm -hmm. just kind of I guess I always like to keep that in mind because everyone loves to loop the media into one box while yes i'm a journalist yeah what i do really is no different than what the fucks uh, people do at fox news or msnbc they've just got more tools mm -hmm. at their availability and you know they they work hard they've just had the right breaks in life i mean that that's just the the way that you know news happens and maybe they wanted that 
tra- trajectory. Mm-hmm. I never, I wanted it yeah. to always be local. Wherever I was local here or in Columbia or in Charleston, South Carolina or Savannah, Georgia, wherever I landed, I just wanted to be local mm-hmm. because I felt like you had a better pulse of what's going on in the community. Mm-hmm. There wasn't hopefully a lot of turnover. And your viewers, the yep. same people you all are looking for, we're the same, will trust you. I mean, if yeah. there's a lot of turnover, people just start losing interest and yeah and uh, losing it a little bit. So I always like to do that to explain to folks like we're so local, we're in we're the DNA of York County, Lancaster County and Cheshire counties, which is why we were yep. created at CN2 and same thing with WRHI. Cuz there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on north of the border sure. that it does south yeah, yeah, of yeah. the border. North yeah. Carolina versus South Carolina. Yeah. And it's and important to know what they're doing as yeah. well, but our focus is we're in South Carolina, so our focus is on three counties and i always tell folks in that same citizens academy class i always tell them stay hyper local Mm. if you if you're watching i say if you're watching charlotte news you're going to get stuff that happens in in watauga county all the way to gaston county and up sports you know you're going to get nothing but the charlotte uh, school board meeting you're not going to necessarily get every rock hill school board meeting but you'll get every charlotte school board meeting does does that really matter to you is what's going Mm. on the charlotte school board and they're like oh no i don't care about that it's like well stay hyper local follow your local news your cn2s your whis your heralds anybody who's local to stay on that because i said that those are the folks who are really going to have the pulse of what's going on here in the county and but, so, but because we're so close to the state line, though, it's important to be informed yeah. with that. I, and, kn- I know it might not eat up a lot of our our interests, but it is, especially if they pass laws or bills that affect us that tra- cross the straight, straight uh, the state line. But we are the same way. We yeah. we focus more on South Carolina. We we are more interested in what happens in Columbia yes. than we are in Raleigh. And if so, event, so should the folks yeah. in York County be yeah. more concerned about what happens in Columbia yes. versus Raleigh. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, and and there's a lot of misinformation and disinformation that a lot of the, I won't say it, but there's a lot of, I have personal feelings about some of the people who work at your Charlotte stations that I always say they have probably never cr- crossed the state line. And it happened recently during, you know, when we had the shooting with Mike Doty. Um, we had the officers in the hospital and there was a tweet that went out that was about something that was completely false. I called this person who I thought it was a friend of mine and, and I told her to say, Hey, take that down. And she wouldn't do it. Mm. She would not take that tweet down, even though she was putting out false information. Mm. And we, we got into a heated argument about it and it was like, whatever, you're not going to do what I want to say, but you're going, people are going to believe what you say and people are going to believe what they see from us. And so, um, but it's that, they they mm-hmm. the pulse there's no pulse from somebody who probably has never crossed the state line and then if twitter then the fake news and the twitter but mm-hmm. putting stuff out on twitter we're going to get into this too about social media recently on a uh, chicago pd had didn't have their twitter page hacked but somebody went in and photoshopped something that made it look like it came from a screenshot of the chicago pd tweet and it was like this is from a fake screenshot that was created on a Windows, you know, paint mm-hmm. thing, probably, it said, um, we are Derek Chauvin. And it was completely false. There is no way in the God's green earth that Chicago PD would have ever put something like that out. But by the time it was all said and done, 12 hours, that tweet, even though it was fake and Chicago PD came out and said, hey, this didn't come from us. There ain't no way this came from us. We would have never done this. And there, it had already been retweeted 38,600 times and liked 175,000 times. 
that means that that fake information and that mm. fake stuff had gotten out. And we'll talk about how to be a good news consumer here in a little bit. But it goes into rumor control and social media. And Trish, you and I deal with rumor control and social media a we lot. Do. And it, when we even train on rumor control for for drills. We we work what closely with emergency management, York County Emergency Management. We talk we do the Catawba nuclear drill every year. That's or right. Every two years. Every two years. Every two mm-hmm. years. And one of the things we always have to work fight with is the rumor mill and the rumor control. I mean, is there anything that we can ha- talk about how to handle trolls? I mean, because we were talking about it earlier. It's like no matter what we put out there, somebody's going to have an opinion. I mean, whether it's good, bad, it, ugly, indifferent. Well, that's what social media, you know, <laughs> they they put the, their opinion out there. And, and you guys probably get it in newsrooms. But, um, you know, that – we get a lot of comments, messages, mm-hmm. just like you do, Trent, in, at the sheriff's office. But for us to combat trolls, especially during emergency management events, we you know we practice this. But for us, it's just getting the right information out there and the right hands. And we were talking earlier about using the media, and you were like, it's like a brother sister relationship. And it's we talked about this earlier. It's a partnership. Mm-hmm. And especially when it comes to um, emergency management, like weather events or or if there was anything else like that, stopping the rumor control or mill at that point is um, a big deal. And so we always practice pointing people to the to the right source, you know. Mm-hmm maybe a lot of people say oh i heard this from my neighbor or because we have a call-in center people Mm -hmm. can call in and they'll say oh we heard this or we'll keep saying whoever's over the call center hey we keep getting calls about this Mm -hmm. and so our biggest thing that trent and i always talk about is just pointing people to the right source if go to our facebook pages go to our twitter pages go to our website Mm -hmm. we put them on there constantly and consistently we use Mm -hmm. all of them pretty much instagram we're on we're both on next door yep and we do that consistently put out the same info on all of those so you can see okay there is what the sheriff's office or york county government is telling me that's not what i heard from down the street and really it's just getting people to go to the source themselves too and during those drills we usually Mm -hmm. if they get a call into the call center right we will send them to that person in the um, the mac the multi-agency coordination center is usually a person sitting at a desk in there for whatever emergency support function is going on say the the red cross red cross is not saying they're not going to be sending me any any help anytime later well Let's get you in touch with the Red Cross person. That's what we do. We'll send them straight to the person, the representative from the Red Cross, to help control some of that rumor. But sometimes... And sometimes it is just connecting people to the right. Um, like with the York County government, I might get a comment on social media or I might get a phone call. And, you know, I can go to the department and say, hey, someone asked me about this. And they'll say, oh, no, this is the answer. And I'm able to put it in the comment. So... And then sometimes they call in, let's say, you know, I work in the county manager's office and the manager's office, and really it's just us getting them to the right department. Yeah. And that's what's so great. You know, we were talking about earlier about the Citizens Academy, because people can ask, well, I've heard this, or is this how it really goes? And they say, oh, it's not. And really, Citizens Academy mm-hmm. is a great um, advertisement for the, the sheriff's office and the county, because they go back into their neighborhoods with the correct information. And that's always helpful. Right, um, they're some of our biggest advocates, and then they, then we call it the Doty effect because our last citizens academy we had before COVID shut it down, we had thirty people, mm-hmm. thirty thirty five people in it before we get maybe ten ten people come. 
you know, to the Citizen Academy. So whenever we do open it up, you need to try that out so you can get the direct info from everybody you can talk to. But sometimes when I talk about misinformation and rumors, it's hard to fight a fire, a wildfire with a garden hose. And sometimes in our, our line of work, it's that that's what it feels like. We're trying to fight a fire with a garden hose and you just can't do it. You need a, you need bigger. Well, you can't unring a bell and you got to have. I tell somebody, it's like, I need the biggest bell. The news, whether you're from CN2 or Charlotte News, y'all have this gigantic uh, choir of bells, handbell choir like my church. And then all we over here is with that little thing that the guy outside of the store at the Salvation Army, <laughs> the, the Salvation Army at, the, at, at Christmas is, and, I think and you're trying to get that, people to listen to your bell. That partnership comes in because there's numerous times I'll contact um, Lucas yeah. and I'll say, hey, can you help get this out? Or could you announce this on Palmetto Mornings tomorrow? Um, you know, we, we mm-hmm. actually talked about this when the I-77 um, mm-hmm. bridge, the reconstruction or the resurfacing of that. What was it? What well, was re-, re-, re? Yeah, re- resurfacing, but they were replacing the whole entire bed deck. So and we and said we we went to um, Lucas and Patty. I Trent, I think we asked you to, and said, "Hey, could we come on there if we're having rumor control issues that we need to get the right information out there so drivers know?" Because that was obviously we all know in here mm-hmm. a heavily traveled um, highway, and so that was one way we were like, "We'll combat rumors that way. We will. They'll hear it on the radio that morning." If but. I don't think we had that many we didn't rumors, have, no. but we were prepared. We didn't have hardly Mm-mm. anything. Yeah. Nothing came into either one of our newscasts or either mm-hmm. one of our newsrooms dealing with any kind of problems there. Yeah. It, it was knock on wood now that the pro- project is over, went pretty smoothly. No pun yeah. intended there. But it worked. I mean, yeah. but but we that's why we have those local relationships. And relationships, very true. That so at the can, last minute, you mm-hmm. could have picked up the phone and said, oh, oh my goodness, like this has happened. Or on Friday, Thursday, of last week, you said, hey, on Friday morning, on Palmetto Mornings, could you push yes, this out? I and did. so we did it during Palmetto Mornings about how crowded in anticipation that Ebenezer Park That's would right. be. Yep. So that was great. And then mm-hmm. we got it on the evening news at CN2. Mm-hmm. So folks can see it in, in both twice if mm-hmm. they listen and watch or one or the other. But yeah, to have those kind of relationships. And we know because we went out there and we saw how great those upgrades are and how people responded, we knew that that was right. going to be a big weekend. So it was just... Again, the the importance of living and working and being local, you just kind of connect the dots faster. I wouldn't say better, but you connect it faster and you understand like this is this is a big get. I mean, this is this is huge information to share. But then we have the thing called breaking news. <clears throat> when we talked about it, we're going to talk about it a little bit. Um, but breaking news is I take these classes. Believe it or not, there's training for public information officers. Hopefully, cross your fingers, I get into the Master PIO class through FEMA this year. The, it, it closed up today, so I should be hearing something new okay. about the a pap application process soon. But um, we always talk about have the one of the trainings is Judy Powell. She's my PIO mentor. Matter of fact, during the Marshall Road thing, I, I've only had to call her twice, and the Marshall Road shooting was one of those times I had to I called her and said, Judy, I had to break the glass on the call Judy alarm. Because <laughs> she's my mentor. She knows uh, what she's doing. She's actually in New, New York City right now talking to New, NYPD about their communications. She's going to be there for a month doing trainings and stuff like that. So that's how high caliber this lady is. And she always says, you have three minutes three minutes to seize the narrative of a news story and now i argue i haven't talked argued with her on this yet because of the marshall road shooting i feel like it's gotten down to a minute 
Totally. A minute to seize any kind of narrative and stop any kind of rumor control because of a thing called Broadcastify. And if you don't know what Broadcastify is, and I'm kind of hesitant to tell you what Broadcastify <laughs> is because I don't want you going out and listening to Broadcastify. And it's basically an online scanner service. It's You can listen to our radio traffic. You can listen to LAPD, which I've done. It's kind of interesting if you go to <laughs> LAPD scanner traffic because I mean, they have a little more action and excitement out in L.A. Um, but it's on a one-minute delay, though. Mm. And during the Marshall Road shooting, we had somebody and a couple other people who were listening to the Broadcastify uh, scanner traffic. And they were ba- they were not a journalist. They were a Joe, C- Joe Citizen journalist, I guess, or just mm. Joe Citizen whatever. And they were live Facebooking everything we said on the radio. Guys, they're over here now. Click, 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 click. I'm moving my thumbs as fast as I can on my cell phone. Guys, they're doing this now. They're over here. They're looking for them over here doing this. That doesn't help anybody. One, you're probably getting it wrong because we have different types of radio communication. And two, you're spreading out fear versus the right information. And you're, t- you're putting everybody on edge. So, And it's a one-minute delay. So one minute after it starts, she's one minute ty- you know, typing it onto Facebook. So, um, how, how, Lucas, I don't know how you can help us. What are the stringers and the Joe's Citizen Journalists and what the, versus oh, what you guys do? Yeah. Well, breaking news is interesting because mm-hmm. if you work for a live operation, especially if it's close to the times that you're broadcasting, in the morning for sure, noon, or four, five, six, seven, and 11 you're expected you know you're going to go live so you get on the scene and they want the live trucks mass to go Mm -hmm. up like that and you're able to do a full report with details Mm -hmm. just like that now Mm -hmm. that's the wish list those that have been in the field you know exactly about this and many others can say we also would love it to be in a nice package and a bow like that but it does not Mm -hmm. happen we get to the scene our first point of contact always is a pio so it'd Mm -hmm. be like trish or or uh, Trent, they give us just some of the basic information. Depending on what our station wants from us, we're able just to get that information out there pretty quickly. And depends on how long we're going to be out there in certain situations. You can be out there until the evening person comes in. You kind right. of tap, you okay. you give them your information, and they kind of take it over as well. So, and, I, it, and I usually communicate that with you sure, guys. Yeah. It's like, hey, the PIO is on scene. Yes. PIO meeting, which me. is huge. Now that has and, been a great advancement in the last couple of times that we've had big breaking news because it allows us to go to a point where we can go ahead and get information quickly to get it out there. I mm-hmm. mean, that's also our job is if to get the information out there because our phones are blowing up left and right mm-hmm. and sideways. And so we're trying to calm those fears and trying to get the information out there as, as well. Um, it's just so difficult. It's breaking news for a reason. I mean, it yeah. really is what you all might give us truly at, the, at six o'clock by seven o'clock. It had changed. Yep. And by 11 o'clock, it has changed. I covered the biggest breaking news story, I think, of my career was probably a train derailment that happened in Graniteville in Aiken County. So it happened early in the morning, like overnight. The worst, of course, Was that the chlorine leak? The chlorine leak. It released a smog of chlorine into Graniteville and killed people. I mean, it was... was, uh, it was bad. And I remember getting the phone call at like six in the morning, like our news director said, everyone come in. When you come in, pick up the first photographer you see and head down there. We had no game plan. We, d- we just needed to send crews down there. 
and the whole day we were there up until 11 o'clock at night so it mm-hmm. happened in the morning we were there until 11 o'clock at night and our story had changed four five six different times just because information gets released and more details become clear and so that that was eye-opening to see and then covering that story three four days in a row yeah was taxing because you're having to come up with new angles and new ways of telling the same story because people want more information sometimes yeah. it's just not there so we you know we are hungry for that information to share um but you know I, I always respect the process and know you know that if you all have information you will give it to us right. i'm not one of these that believe uh, that you've got information and you're that's why we're buddies for <laughs> but i see that just because i think yeah. that's how i was raised though i, I mean yeah. i always give people the glass half full maybe that has benefited me in my career maybe it hasn't you know I, that's for myself to be the judge but you know there are times that i'm like hey i did hear this and you didn't say this can you tell me why and once i know the why Mm -hmm. sometimes i'm like oh that makes sense or sometimes i'm like i don't understand it but you know what it's your job i got my job and we'll agree to disagree at the end of the day because i guess you know the the other side of that is people with a cell phone Everybody oh, yeah. is Joe Citizen Journalist now, especially. At, I always say it at a Citizen Academy. I say, mm-hmm. have you ever stopped to take a picture of a car wreck or a car on fire or something going on in your neighborhood that's just wild and crazy and post it to your Facebook page? You go, oh, yeah, I've, I've done that. I said, congratulations, you're now a reporter. You mm-hmm. have reported the news. You have reported some news event to the people who follow you on your Facebook page. And it's funny that I say that because Pew Research Survey says 39% of people on Facebook say they get their news from Facebook. Wow. Now, I want to know, are they getting it from Joe Citizen Reporter or are they getting it from a news agency See, like CN2? See, or? you're asking me tough questions, journalist. <laughs> are they getting it from that way as well? We ask the tough questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just saw that. I was yeah. like, it's like, what, what are the numbers? Probably of a hybrid, I would it's, assume. It's right? probably two yeah. because people share, like, sure. they'll share your... Yeah your Facebook post about yeah. the story and then so on and so forth. So we always see what what makes us different than Joe Citizen Reporter mm-hmm. is that we take maybe multiple steps to confirm what we see. Okay, so yeah. if we mm-hmm. see a car fire, we all can agree, three of us can agree, oh my goodness, there's a car on fire, but we'll follow up. We would call an agency and say, hey, did you all respond to blank you know, scene, regard, like we get more What was the reason for that car fire? Yeah, exactly. Was it somebody wrecked or was yeah. it just because they had engine trouble or something? So like those that? folks take it and share it on social media and say there's a car fire on Smith Street, just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. That's right. There was a car fire on Smith Street, which if that's what they wanted to accomplish, they did their job. But our job, we have to keep digging a little yeah. bit more and make it more of a like a production it's yeah. a, it's a pack it's a story it, it it has there's a reason why well somebody and, hurt yeah you know, so why, that's our job was it engine so trouble while we how many run, people are in the car yeah while we run parallel we do intersect a little bit and it just depends on what people some people just want to say there was a car fire in smith street and they'll be good to go they don't want any more information but there's mm-hmm. some people that say i would also like to know some of the details to it so that's so just a little bit of difference between us and joe citizen reporter well good so that's that's getting to the next question here so how can the public from you and we'll ask you first be a good consumer of the news when it comes to you know avoiding misinformation you know as far as from your angle she's just a trusted source yeah i mean it really is the ultimate game of telephone if you remember playing that as a as a kid i remember Mm -hmm. doing that Mm -hmm. in kindergarten where the teacher would tell you a sentence and by the time you're supposed to repeat the sentence, by the Around time the it room. got to the last student, right. what the teacher said, it had changed multiple times. Mm-hmm. So just 
reputable source, like yeah. your agencies that have the street cred and are embedded in the community to do so. I mean, I think that's that probably is it. And while it's tempting because you want more likes and more clicks to then maybe pepper it with some other mm. colorful language or words yeah. or, oh, I also heard this too. Then it just defeats the call. Well, it's so funny you say that. You know, the colorful words and languages. Yeah. And people ask me, so I'll tell people this. Um, I'll tell anybody this. And I'm glad this is on podcast because I'm telling everybody this now. Um, two weeks before I was supposed to leave or give my two weeks notice at my old job, mm-hmm. we had a reporter meeting in which we were sitting there at a table and it was all the reporters and we're sitting there talking about how to go into that whatever ratings book it was. I think it was May, May ratings book. And, and then they started telling us how to word our stories, mm-hmm. how to use, crut- I won't call them crutch words, but words like come to us for the best information. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, not in my day will I ever beat Greg Suskin <laughs> at being the best. The dude has been there forever. He's good at what he does. He, he has a photographer with him so he can do the reporter thing. I'm just a one-man band. I probably, on my best day, could be the best, but nine times out of ten, that guy over there is going to be the best. Cause, but I'm not. So how am I going to tell somebody I'm the best when I know I'm not the best? It was just words like that. It kind of got me into the point, like, I'm glad I'm leaving here. <laughs> and there was other things that, yeah. in that whole thing. But that was just one example. Say, I, yeah, Greg is – and that's the thing. Greg, it's, Greg lives and works in York County. Totally. His kids all went to school here. Yep. So he, so is, he is embedded as you want. He is an embedded reporter in York County. So that was one of the people you probably want to go to for correct information because um, he was all over it, you know, for uh, the uh, seven-day manhunt in Chester. I'm not saying that his son was the uh, PIO for Chester. <laughs> now, Grant Suskin did a great job yeah. for Chester County. And that, for his first crisis, he was he was Johnny on the spot on information, and I told him that multiple times. So he was really good at doing that stuff. So, I mean, we always say that in the PIO biz, you can't control the media, but you can control your message. Mm-hmm. You can put whatever message you want out there, but you can't. I can't say, Lucas, do this. Yes, right. Yeah, I can't. This is the right. We don't work for you, and you don't work for us. Right. So it's this respect because we know. Our paths will continue to cross, yeah. and so if we burn a bridge, right. yeah. we know it will be a harder bridge to repair. Right, and you might not be as forthcoming with information, either one of you. And mm-hmm. we've learned that over you know over years and twenty years in the industry, working with a lot of PIOs. I just learned to pick and choose battles. Yeah. What did they say? You might win the battle, you might lose the battle, but win the war, whatever the phrasing is. There are just times. There's there are times that I play like now. This is not right. And I don't know what happened. Like, tell me. Yeah. Like, show me what happened. Why Why did you give the same information to this and not to me? And, yeah. and that's it. I'll never forget early on in my career at CN2, there was a case that I'd covered tremend- like day after day after day. It was a, it was a house fire. And uh, I called all the time like we're mm-hmm. supposed to do as journalists and called. And the, the guy, investigator, gave it to our competition, which mm-hmm. locally, locally, our competition is considered WRHI, the Herald, and CN2. That's who our local competition yeah. is. We're mindful of what the Charlotte's doing, but they're a totally different beast, yeah. and they're you know they've they've got they've got more counties to worry with than us too as well. Yeah. And the strictly in the response I was given was the guy that investigated didn't want to go on camera with the information, but he gave the information still to the competitor mm-hmm. because they didn't have to require a microphone and an on-camera interview. And I, right then, at a young age, played the, you know, mm. okay, 
you had the information to share, but you withheld it from one agency just yeah. because you didn't want to be on camera. That's not correct. That is not right. And you know, since I've, I've started here, it's like yeah. if one person gets it, you're all yeah. going to get it. There ain't no Which favoritism. doesn't make a lot of people happy. It I does get it. not. Including us sometimes if we feel like we've been on a story and have an inside track. And then we see it, we're like, oh, well, no, no, no. Now, I'd have said, like, Greg comes up to me and asks me for sure. a story. Say, hey, I got to, I want, I want to do it. Like the last week, he did a story on our, we're needing detention officers. Sure. And we put out that recruiting video with the donut shop. Rainbow oh, Donuts, go yeah. check them out. Rainbow Donuts was awesome. Let us do that recruiting video. And so he was like, hey, that's a great idea. You know, what, what do you need to, need me to do to help you, you know, push this along? I was like, well, great. Uh, we need 30 detention officers. And he came and did a story on the detention okay. officers. Now, I didn't go to every news outlet and say, hey, we're doing media availability to speak to our our people. about That was his story, his idea. He came to me for it. But if it's just one piece of information that we have, we need to get out to everybody, it's going to go to all of you first. Everybody. Not just because you and I are buddies. Yeah. And not just because I used to work at a television station in Charlotte. I'm just going to just give it to everybody at one time. And it's going to be on our website and our social media. Um, and or through an email. so. Um, but the best way for folks, in a nutshell, to be good news consumers is to not just follow one source. Mm-hmm. Follow them all. Mm-hmm. Go see them all. See what Channel 9 is doing. Go see what Channel 3 is doing. 36, CN2, The Herald, WRHI, what everybody's doing. If everybody's saying the same thing, you're probably right. <laughs> and also go to the source, the source of the information, which is Sheriff's Office, BIO, the agency, yeah. the agency, county government, somebody's going to have it right. You may not like the answer, <laughs> but it's going to be right. And that's why we always say it at the beginning of these podcasts, right information at the right time to the right people, the citizens of your county, so you can make right informed decisions. So there you go. All right. We are, you have officially become the longest podcast Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> but before we go, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I try to keep these about 35 minutes. Oh, yeah. We've and the reason why is because I, I, my drive home is 35 minutes. And I was like, if I could listen to a podcast for 35 minutes, you know, that's probably the longest it needs to be. We'll keep them on the edge of their seats then with this what? riveting tease. I know. So you got to do two, two drives across okay. York County to get this podcast. All right. But before we go, we, this is a new thing. We do the rapid fire questions. Okay. This is kind of like a, the downslope of the podcast. So the rapid fire questions, it's just whatever. I'm going to read off a question, and I'll, I'll say mine too when we do okay. this, keep it short. But it's what just whatever pops up in your head first. So. Whoever, uh, Trish, we'll start with Trish first. first. Okay. Trish, you hadn't so talked enough. answer all the questions first? Or or just we, one no, no, question. no. One, 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 one okay, question so at a time. Okay, you'll answer the, yeah. first, the question first, and then I'll do it yep. second. Okay. So, all right. Okay. <laughs> first question is, last good book that you read? Well, right now I am walking through the Bible with my kids. So that's the good book. Okay. The, is it a kid Bible or is it like the straight up King James? <laughs> you know, kid Bibles with the, no, with the pictures no, and stuff. Well, there's a kid's guide. But it, oh. right, that kind of breaks it down. You read yeah. the scripture, and then you go to the guide, and it, it breaks it down so they can understand it. Yeah, we we used to have one like that, simple. as yeah, it, have, Had a picture so they could put a face with the name, or so a face, I guess. Quote, I mean, nobody really knows what everybody looked like in the Bible. but they And it was a short Cliff's Notes version of the, the verse and the passage. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Cool, cool. Lucas? Oh, now, how can you follow the Bible, Trish? That's a good one. It's <laughs> an answer for everything. I know. Man. Um Mine is Jurassic Park, the book. The book. Oh, wow. Now, I'm a huge Jurassic Park fan. The movies. The movies. 
And I did not realize they were based on books until the second movie, Jurassic Park, came out. Went back in 19, what, 97, 98. And someone said, oh, yeah, you should read the first book. And I'm like, this is based on a book? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, so I read the book. And as they always say, the book is so much better than yep. the movie. And if they would have made Jurassic Park based on the first book, it would have been even better than the first. I mean, there's some things in the book that yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do this? Oh, that's a good story. I've line. done the same thing. That's it. So that's what it is. So I'm reading Jurassic Park okay. again, and then I'll probably read the second one again because Jurassic World, the third one, comes out next year, and uh, I can't wait. I awesome. took day off from work. The last two Jurassic World movies came out <laughs> to go see them at the theater. Like you're like a star. Part? You're like a Star Wars I'm, nerd. Yeah, I'm like a nerd. Uh, I guess. Star Wars nerd yeah. for Jurassic oh, Park. Nice. Yes, I'm going to there going too. Okay. Yeah. June the 10th, it opens. The Velocicoaster. Yes, Little plug for Universal Studios. Oh, Lord. <laughs> All right, Trish, what's your favorite binge-worthy television show that you can watch? Straight the Crown. Through. The Crown. Mm-hmm. I've heard about oh. that. Oh, you haven't watched? No. Do you keep up, like, the Royals and how all, you know? Well, like Downton Abbey, so I probably would well, like it. Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. It's on Netflix. All right, Lucas. Binge it. So are we talking about what we're watching now? Or anything. Or what you would watch... You could watch binge binge it the whole beginning to end. Oh my goodness, boy, there's a lot. Oh, Survivor, the TV show Survivor is one. Mm. The Price is from right. season one with the uh, yeah. Richard Hatch. Yeah, I can tell you the first person ever was voted off Survivor. A little old lady named um, Oh my gosh! As soon as I said it, I knew I was going to see. I could see her right now. Her special item they could take one item to the to the island was um, Sonia was her name was a ukulele. <laughs> Wow. wow. I remember. So I love Survivor. So a little yeah. shameless plug here as well. Survivor, I've auditioned 20 times since college <laughs> to be on your show. <laughs> Apparently, my, my audition video is getting lost somewhere <laughs> in the World Wide Web. So a lot of people listen I to the podcast. I do not know why they do not take me. So Survivor, I think The Price is Right is always a classic oh, okay. one that I can just watch over and over again. I forgot to add myself to the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, what was oh, your you book? First book, uh, it's called Moonshot. It was the last good book that I read was called Moonshot, and it was about it's a book about Alan Shepard and Deke Slayton, the one two first Mercury astronauts. Oh yeah, Mercury Seven. Okay. And it talked about how you know Alan Shepard, how yeah. his path to becoming the first man mm-hmm. American in space, and then Deke Slayton, who was a Mercury Seven astronaut who mm-hmm. didn't fly in the Mercury, and he had a heart murmur, so he couldn't fly go into space at all until the Apollo Soyuz. And he finally got to fly in space, Deke Slayton. So, okay. Uh, binge-worthy television show. The most recent one is, we really binged it this past weekend, is The Flash. The Flash. Okay, uh, yeah. The, 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 the Flash. <laughs> it, it's uh, the, the, the fl- comic book character, The Flash. Yeah, and then we've been trying to find something that's somewhat wholesome to watch with the kids. Yeah. And The Flash has got its moments. <laughs> Yeah, because it's you know adults and everything, but you know, it's also based off comic books. So we watch Marvel movies too. So I mean, that's oh, that's so good. Now, we just started Marvel watching movie. the Marvel movies in order as a family, oh, not man. as order they were released, that the order, the timeline, because there's oh. a big discrepancy talking about getting information right. If you go how to watch the Marvel movies in order, you'll get two schools of thought. Hmm. Watch them as they were released, like okay. the order they were released, which was all out of order or watch it in chronological order starting with like what captain uh, marvel Cap- captain marvel oh no captain uh, america. america yeah so you do that so we're watching it the the chronological order and everyone's like oh you should watch it this way and that way so, how yeah. many movies is that oh a ton, a ton. yeah you, you, like, you can yeah. spend like a week oh, okay. but the last show real quick that we binge watched as a as just katie and i my wife and i we did ozark which was fan <laughs> 
fantastic. My last guest at Ozark. I know all about laundering money. I know not to do it. I know. I don't know about that. (laughs) Does not lead to good things. Lucas, what's your favorite food? Oh my goodness! Favorite? Oh, carrot cake. Carrot, carrot. Okay. Trish. I'm simple pizza. All right. Oh, nice. Chicken wings. Chicken, but not too hot. I like. I, I did the the buffalo challenge at the Wild Wing place in here in Rock Hill. Buffalo Wild Wings, oh. and I like hot stuff. I like hot food, but sometimes you just, chicken wings. I like them hot, but just not just enough to make your eyebrow eyebrow sweat. <laughs> now, do you put them in your mouth and take them out like they would do in a cartoon, where yes. it's just like nothing but bone? I do. <laughs> I do. That's, that's a talent right <laughs> there. That's something I didn't know about you. <laughs> What's your favorite sports team? Oh, University of South Carolina. Oh, then we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> no, I knew that. <laughs> well, my family's a little different because, like I said, we moved from Tennessee, and my husband's from Tennessee. Okay. And two of my kids were born in Tennessee, and so we bleed that color orange. <laughs> and then when we moved here, my son um, asked if it was okay if he wore a different color orange. <gasps> Oh, so, I like him already. No. Now he wears all his Clemson items. <laughs> and then, yes. but then I'm, you know, so my husband See. has on his, his other orange. My son has his orange. And then my, my son, my two-year-old and myself were born in North Carolina. So it's like hmm. my kids, my other two kids and my husband all born in Tennessee. And then my, <laughs> my smallest or my youngest son and me are North Carolinians. So. So there. You wear some light blue. So you need to start teaching your son this. This is my favorite sports team. You ready? Okay. C L E M S O M. Well, you've got my T I G E R S. Fight tigers, fight tigers, fight, fight, fight. But you got to do it fast. You got to do it loud. You got to do it obnoxiously. Play them 2001, <laughs> and they'll be hooked. USC. All right, Lucas. What's your personal motto? Do you have one? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I think just things that codes that you live by. Um, I always see the glass half full. I'm always that kind of guy. I give people the benefit of the doubt. I know I don't think that they wake up early in the morning with hate in their heart. Some people do. I get it. Mm-hmm. But I like just to give people the benefit of the doubt. I used to, I had an economics professor when I was in college. He, this, he said, is the glass half full or glass half empty? And everybody's like, oh, glass half full, half empty, half full. He goes, well, as an economist, I see it as an insufficient use of a container. <laughs> and so that's what I, I was like, hey, it's insufficient use. Okay, that's what I'm going to do for anybody. Trish, what's your, uh, you got a motto? Well, we've been saying this a lot lately at within my family because we, all my kids, well, except my two-year-old, play sports. And so we're always saying hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Oh, oh gosh. Let me, so let we've been saying that a really lot. Good. Say that again. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. I'm writing that down. That's really good, Trish. Man, I, got I like that one. We've been really, you know, with sports, just encouraging That's our really kids. Oh, hard I'm going to write that down. Way. Hard work beats talent when, when talent, talent doesn't, work, doesn't hard. work hard. Mm-hmm. That's really good, Trish. I love that. I'm going to use that one yeah. for sure. Is there anybody you would like to meet that's dead or alive? <laughs> anybody you'd like to meet who is well, dead or alive? Besides the generic answer of, like, God, Jesus, mm-hmm. the yeah, power, no, no, power, no, no, that, no, no, that, that aside, that's the yeah, applied yeah. answer, right, or the uh, assumed answer. I have said, and I always get a chuckle, is I would like to have dinner 
with the producers who made the TV show Lost that aired on ABC many years ago. Yes. Because that is a fantastic show. So if anyone wants to binge watch a show, it'd be nice to watch it now versus having to wait one week at a time to watch it. But I want to ask them all my questions to all my... Yes. Like... Why did you do this? What's the significance of this? You never you introduced this polar bear with a QR code on his butt. What we never saw it again. <laughs> Why is like that would be it? Because yeah. I would probably flood them with so many questions. Yeah. They would probably say, "Well, clearly we need to make a sequel <laughs> to answer what we did not answer the first time around." So that's Trish, a guilty pleasure. Do you have somebody you'd like to meet? Um, you know, I I think I have just some family members. Like I, my mom, I would love to meet her father because mm-hmm. he passed away yeah. before um, I was Aww. born. So you know, just family members you've heard about that you've never, you know, gotten to meet. Oh gosh, that's a good one. I, I, gosh, that's a good one. I'm too good at this. Game, I should I, I should have done that. No, no. I was I was thinking that. Now I'm a big Hootie and the Blowfish fan. This is my my person, and I I've met him oh. once, but it was just through a when I worked with Matt, was intern with Matt okay. and Ramona. It was yeah. Darius Rucker. I just thought I think he would be just fun to hang out with yeah. and just be a be your buddy to watch a football game and you know hang out and drink beer and ch- eat chicken wings and I just, I mean if anybody right now it'd probably be him you know just but and Willie Nelson probably like to hang oh, out with oh, Willie you Nelson better, you, better, yeah. you might want to move quick on Willie yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> he showed up in the last commercial I saw and he was uh, not looking great <laughs> I saw yeah it was a I saw that commercial I was yeah. like, man he's sounding Good old Willie. He's looking good. All right, folks, that's it for the the rapid fire questions. And I appreciate it. Like I said, you're going to get a whole bunch of communicators onto a podcast. So that's why the podcast is now almost an hour long. So so we're going to talk a lot. Get a trophy, Trish. I know. This is a trophy generation. I know. I knew knew this was going to happen. And everything. (laughs) I knew this was going to happen. But that's okay because it's trying to get the right information out to the right people at the right time to make right informed decisions. And that's why we brought you in here so you can understand from both points of view the public information officer and the media because i know you guys news folks get a bad rap you get lumped in with all the people we do you do and and, we do. and you shouldn't well, especially we when you're local it. you're hyper local yeah. people there are a lot of folks that work really hard to bring information to you however you get information sure. and it is like you said everyone loops mm-hmm. every group of folks all in the same square yeah and there's always exceptions. And there's always going to be those people out so, there. Yeah, going, so from your perspective yeah. and ours. Yeah, same thing. Government, social media, and the news, and people are just going, no matter what you say, <laughs> no matter what you say, there's going to be a naysayer. Yeah. And so, but that's all right. As long as we get the right information exactly to right. the right people at exactly the right time. Well, thank you for listening to this extra long version of MyCSO Behind the Badge. And I appreciate you listening. Hopefully it's educated you a little bit about what's going on uh, as far as the role of news and public information and getting right information out to you. So don't forget, so you don't forget, please go check us out on our social media pages. As I repeated again, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, Nextdoor, check, check them out. Go to our website, go to yorkcountygov.com and sign up for Notify Me Alerts. They have the same thing as we do, and they send out more stuff on Notify Me than I do. So you probably get more right information from York County Gov than than me so all right folks thank you lucas thank you trish and thank you for listening to ycso behind the badge